So good evening, Antonio. Um, how are you? I hope you're doing great. Uh, yeah, it was lovely seeing you today at the office. Um, you know, it's uh, I find it kind of strange how we ended up on the same path, even after you know I finished college, because you know I jumped straight into my career as a farm tech, working as a dispenser here at Transcam we have in Nairobi and you ended up working for is it Laborex Kenya yeah marketing their drugs I don't know how we both ended up in pharmaceuticals but you know I'm happy it happened because uh, we got to know each other better and got to be more involved with each other in a deeper capacity so I'm grateful for that It also makes me happy that we reconnected. I thought um, after our time in Mombasa, you know, it will just come to an end, but uh, we've gotten to bond, we've gotten to meet, interact over our respective careers. We try to help each other grow, which is something I love. So yeah, I'm always gonna be grateful to have you in my life, eh? So thank you for that. Um thing is i need to I, I just need to give you props um you like my legit favorite madra uh um amongst all of them which there are many but i think you're my favorite because no matter how tired or how busy i am i'm never gonna be too tired to see you talk to you spend some few minutes for you even though we're like but I mean, after that whole debacle where stuff was supposed to be replaced but hasn't been yet, um, we're just like, what, six, seven at the counter full time. And then we're like, what, five in the evening after the 4 p.m. shift runs out. I mean, it's a lot of work. We have a lot of customers more than we used to actually and it shows growth but it also means it needs investment on the side of the company so we're just waiting for that to materialize so that there can be less of a burden upon our backs because we'd like to be available for medraps you know because it's a mutually beneficial relationship that you have and when you don't have time to consult with your medraps it's just bad for business both on our end on your end it's bad for incentives it's bad for things that put bread on the table so i'm always gonna be looking for some minutes to talk to you and uh interact with you because those are important and then your hustle is important to me as well so i have to make that clear i have to make sure that even though i know it's hard and i know that I'll be giving up something significant when I choose to sell your products over others. But I know that is how you make your bread and butter. So we're just going to have to find a way to make it work. I don't know what you're going to do because AMC companies are putting their best foot forward, basically, the startups. Uh, I know you've heard of Lakeit, you've heard of Pilotship, you've heard of Pilozed. These are all companies who have doubled up their efforts to stay ahead of the game and keep, you know, dispensers interested. So you're going to have to reach 
and match the level of effort. But since I know, you know, it's a bureaucracy, there's a lot of red tape, it's all ISO certified, there's a lot of like, you know, they don't just give money away. <laughs> I know it's gonna be hard, but what else are we gonna do? Just sell what can be sold, make sure it's there and available to be sold, which is something I'm planning to do. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna head over to head office. I should hope that maybe one day I can like sacrifice my lunch and make sure I go down there to pick up some emergency meds. Or like, you know, I have plans by the way, who sometimes, you know, when I know a drug is unavailable at our place and I know it's at head office, <clears throat> I can kind of like make a quick dash down there and snag a few samples or whatever samples that I need, as many as I can carry, that I can be able to sell it to, you know, my branch and sell it there. Cause, you know, sometimes you have a huge a client, client order, like it's around 60,000 nets. And then there's just like one or two items that you don't have that they need for them to complete that order. And you know, it's at head office. So you don't wanna lose that sale. Your manager isn't gonna mind you dashing down there to get whatever it is you need. So I'm sure a situation like that will present itself soon, or I'm gonna have to give up my lunch hour to go and do it, but it's gonna have to get done. Cause I feel like there's a lot of red tape. Uh, those drugs should have been here by now, but they're not here. Cause I've written them so many times. So either they're not getting transferred into the main order or when they get there, wanna say money OS when they are actually stocks. So I need to go down there and see for myself if there are stocks, talk to Susan, talk to Mary, talk to whoever who I have to talk to, ask, um, I need these drugs for my clients and I know I'm gonna sell them when I get them back to my branch. So do you have them or not? And Susan is so helpful. Like if I go there for an emergency stock, uh, run. She knows that uh, I'm basically using company hours when I'm there at the head office. So she tries and processes it as quickly as possible because, you know, we have this rapport going. So, yeah. I have noted the items that you need the most. That is, what is it? My books and Clarion 250. And, you know, all the drugs that you need, they have them memorized. So I'm going to like get down and do that for you when the time is right so let me get into what you wanted me to talk about tonight as a future as a future you um it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be like a, a change in perspective because this podcast of real talk is usually like about real issues people that stuff that people can relate to, but since we're like professionals in the pharmaceutical field, you requested, uh, you know, on my skills as a farm tech to talk about something that has been plaguing the nation. And uh, the topic is, what is it? Uh, these drugs that are used to treat erectile dysfunction. Um, we know them, sildenafil, Tadalafil, you know, it has to be used for people who cannot just get it up naturally. They have problems getting it up, so they need the the boost from the drug. And it's a viable trade. People are willing to spend money on it. I mean, uh, 
I'm guessing everyone has heard of Titan Gel, yeah? Titan Gel, the penis enlargement cream that people like are advertising on shady shady websites and stuff like that. I don't know what to say. I don't know. First of all, God bless me with a huge member. So I've never had to worry about, you know, size and, you know, me not being able to get it up. Maybe it's because I'm young. Maybe it's because I've been naturally gifted, but it's never been a concern to me. But I deal with patients on a daily basis who suffer from this. Multiple, okay, just like realistically, statistically, most people who have issues with erectile dysfunction are of Arab descent. It's, I'm not just like making this up. It's true. It's something that I've seen. So what is it that makes these drugs move so fast when they're dangerous? But they shouldn't be. You know, I get legit clients, like legit clients with high-end prescriptions from, you know, a urologist clinic, and it's a legit prescription, what, like 10K plus, but it has legit drugs, dapoxetine, Prilogy, whatever that they need to make sure that they are good and set after they've done their tests and all that, the drugs are just there. The doctor has written them, they're up to date, everything is legit. So if I have the drug, you know I'm gonna sell it because it's a nice sale. And you form a kind of bond with that guy because you know you're trying to help him. He is doing this, he is spending that money trying to get help. But then we have these other shady shady characters, we know them, they are, crazily addicted to sex but their bodies just cannot keep up with the demand so they ask for mtm they ask whatever and you know most of them are already used to this drug and they're using other concurrent drugs for lifestyle diseases so these are older gentlemen who know that they need it in order to be able to live out their fantasies to the fullest because otherwise it's gonna be a fantasy they can't get it up when it really matters so it's all patients looking for this drug. If that drug isn't available, because, you know, I have to make it clear that these drugs are not cheap. They're good quality ones that is not just like, you know, uh, generic Viagra, Sildenafil, MTM, Camagra, you know, these basics that are cheap and affordable. If they are gonna be spending money on something like actual Viagra, or Cialis or something that attracts, you know, four figures, it's gonna be hard to keep a track on the things that matter. It's the same, it's a similar kind of conversation when we're talking about, you know, uh, the emergency contraception pills, the P2s, how you sell them and who you sell them to has to be monitored. Because if someone just comes and says they want to buy three packs of P2, you have to wonder, so do you plan on, you know, getting into risky situations? Because there's going to be a morning after pill that is supposed to be used in an emergency setting, but you are making that decision to make bad decisions, you know what I mean? There are just people that are just going to come to you and ask for things and you're going to know that they're shady.
you have to know how to balance it out keep a respective and you know cool professional facade while trying to save people from themselves because you know i don't know how it looks everywhere else but for me personally i'm not gonna sell you ddas without a valid up-to-date prescription i'm not gonna fucking do that i can't do that i cannot sell you drugs that you're not supposed to be having when you don't have the documentation to prove that you're supposed to have them that is me playing russian roulette with my career yes i sell you these drugs then what by the way if you're caught sleeping by the way because these ppb guys they will just come to your pharmacy asking you for like a legit drug they look desperate they look you know you know how these patients present themselves if you make the mistake of selling that drug without a prescription by the way even your employer can't save you if you're caught you're caught and if you don't have the money to get out of that situation it's gonna like leave a stain on your life so before i sell you that p2 before i sell you that mtm that viagra that's Cialis, have you gone through the proper channels to be able to get access to it have you have you gone to a urologist have you explored all other options and seen that legitimately there is no way you are gonna get hard unless you use those drugs and word of mouth can't move me not anymore i don't need to hear your stories i just need the proof do you have the prescription do you not is it in soft copy can i see on your whatsapp can i see the date can i is everything up to you know scratch if it isn't i am protecting myself and you by refusing that drug it is what it is fam it is what it is and what has led to the current situation that we are experiencing out in the real world in the field where we see people overdosing on these drugs and actually dying you know what i mean like they just kick the bucket it is because people like me who are in my position can't be reasonable enough to let such clients go if you come to my pharmacy wanting to buy, you know, 20 milligrams of Tadalafil for a six month batch without a valid prescription, it's gonna be like a huge amount of money. And they're gonna wave it at your face saying, I have this money, I have 20 Gs, I have 30 Gs, just give me what I need and it'll be out of your hair because I have the money. It's not about money, I have it, I can pay it. It's about the principle of the whole thing. How like realistic are you gonna have to be when it's your business, you know, your stock, your pharmacy, and you're gonna have you go you're gonna agree to take a quick payout, get that 20 G's, and it's gonna keep your lights on. But the day you do get caught selling these drugs sans the prescription you know it's gonna be the end of your career whether you like it or not so it's not really an issue of high road versus low road because we need the money i swear to god we need the money 
it's not an easy economy out there. And you know people are always going to come looking for drugs. How can you just let something, you know, sit on the shelf and you know you can make money out of it and you know that you are stocking it to sell it, you know? It's a very delicate balance. And, you know, principles only mean something if we stick to them when it's inconvenient. That's why I'm not just going to sell P2 to anyone. It's not even a matter of me judging you for your choices. It's not really about that because I know how to divorce myself from judgment at the workplace. It is essential because how am I going to treat you for an STD if I'm judging you? No, I'm going to have to ask you questions. I'm going to have to know what your viable symptoms are if I'm going to do a syndromic management and treat you for that STI over the counter. You know, if I have the power to do that, I also have the power to save someone's life. And so me not me choosing not to give you that P2, me choosing not to give you that, you know, MTM, it may look harsh. And yes, it may seem harsh because you are in a desperate situation. But documentation makes us accountable. It does. When you lie to me and tell me blah, 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 one plus one equals two, you're making me give up my profession and ethics code. And that's why, by the way, when a patient like starts saying at before the thing is, if you can get it there, why not go there? There's a reason why you're here. And if I encourage and indulge in this bad behavior that you have, I'm going to turn you into an addict. I'm going to turn you into, you know, chopped liver. It's going to happen. If I don't stand my ground and make sure that you deserve to get what you're getting, it's me like signing your death certificate. And I'm never going to willingly do that. So I would rather say no to selling you what I know you should not be having than risk my ideals, my morals, my values, my career. It's there for a reason. The lives of so many people rest on my hands by simple decisions that I make on a daily basis at the workplace. If I don't ask you some certain questions, if I just make assumptions, that is just, first of all, I'm not going to be helping you number one. Number two, you're not going to like my service. And number three, you're just going to end up regretting the whole situation because you're going to be asking yourself, shouldn't he have asked me these questions? Shouldn't he have, you know, done this and made me know about some certain things so that I could make better decisions? That is part of our role as farm techs. We need to make you understand that, you know, this is what this drug is going to do to your body and these are the long-term and short-term ramifications it's it's called patient counseling i have to make you aware of the drug that i'm dispensing to you what is it gonna do to you long-term and short-term you need to know you need to know the risks the side effects and also you know the goals of you know the treatment how fast or how slow should you expect to see yourself getting better? Is it two days? Is it a week? I'm not going to be a good farm tech, a good dispenser, if I don't make you understand 
what it is that you are putting into your body. And the reason why there is such a, you know, a proliferation of these meds on the black market is because people who are in my position are choosing to look the other way for a quick penny. And I wish that life could be perfect, but it isn't. And me wishing that, you know, people who are running uh, fake or quirky practices could be shut down is not realistic and it's never gonna happen. And so I know that these drugs are out there available for everyone who has, you know, the ounce or two cents where to actually look and get them. Best, but best to believe you're not getting them from me, you're not, but I know that they are available and I know that they are out there. So I have to make that choice to be diligent in my practice, to take care of you, even if you don't wanna take care of yourself. And that's why I sit in regards to all these drugs relating to, you know, reproductive health. It's a sensitive issue. And we cannot just like start making gynecocid and misoprostol available for everyone who is in a desperate situation to have an abortion on demand. Pro-choice or whatever, it's illegal here in Kenya. And if I get caught doing shit like that, you know, my career is over. So I'm always gonna, for my moral ethics and ethos, I believe in doing right by my patients and standing by the law. So I'm gonna always do that, whatever the cost is. I just hope that it's enough, cause if it isn't, why even fucking bother?